0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Machado to deep left and deep and far into the San Diego Night of Three-run home run for Manny Machado.
2: Padres win it seven to four in spectacular fashion.
0: This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
2: Welcome back, BeckQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe, o, Joe, G, and Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. We'll get today's baseball card coming up. Lightning bets about 40 minutes from now. Maybe some college football futures. Maybe some NFL preseason. Of course, a lot of baseball. Joining us right now to talk some baseball from the Action Network on the Roman Guest Line is Sean Cirillo. Sean, welcome back to the show. Excited to talk to you as we uh, come down the stretch of the season. And uh, curious your thoughts on the Yankees right now. Um, You know, at some point earlier this summer it felt like they moved ahead of the Dodgers as the World Series favorite. And with good reason they were playing incredible baseball. But it's been a Pretty decent stretch now where the Yankees have not played well and not won close to like they were before. They're under five hundred in a long stretch year. Thoughts on the Yankees, your projections for them moving forward? Is this a blip or are we concerned they peaked a month and a half ago?
1: I mean, I was lower on the Yankees coming into the year. I had them projected around 90 wins. I had the Jays closer to 97, so I thought the Yankees would be a wild card team. Obviously, they played. Well, beyond that, going into the year, and we're pacing for 120 wins for a while. And I kept saying at some point, this will turn. At some point, they will have negative regression and they will end up losing more games. So that did ultimately happen. And we are in that stage right now. I still project them probably in Houston, you know, the rest of the year and into the playoffs. I, I would favor the Astros to win the American League if they end up getting into a divisional series or a championship series, I should say, against one another. So Have the Yankees behind the Astros ever slowed slightly, but I definitely favor
0: Houston. Sean, Baltimore finally getting a little bit of respect. Uh, They go from plus 750 yesterday to plus 550 this morning to make the playoffs. They are a half game out of the wild card. Yeah, we missed the the bigger number, but should people be taking a look at the Orioles even though they do have that uh, challenging remaining schedule?
1: Their second half win total under uh, along with the Giants and the Angels those are those two are looking much better but just saw the schedule for the Orioles down the stretch and it seems like they had a ton of tough games left they're playing great positive run differential since Adley Rutschman has come up he's completely transformed the way that that team plays how patient they are at the plate and they just seem to have this late game magic where they're coming back on people every night. so a little Mm -hmm. disappointed with the position that they're in that they ended up trading Trey Mancini and Lopez but it certainly can't fault how they're playing and I would, you know, I, I don't view them as so much worse of a team than the Rays without Wander Franco. Uh, I, I could definitely see them slipping into the playoffs. This is not something that's out of the question by any means. But teams like the Guardians, the Twins, I would certainly rank above them. The Rays, I would rank better than them. But in terms of how they're playing, where they already are, they, they definitely have a chance to get in. And I don't necessarily hate taking a long shot stab on them to make the playoffs.
0: Sean, as we do head down the stretch, and looking at different teams' schedules, are there teams that you're looking to fade or some that you think might be more profitable? Well,
1: one thing that really concerns me is my Brewers NL Central fewer futures because the Cardinals have a much, much easier schedule the rest of the way. The Cardinals actually have one of the easiest schedules in baseball the rest of the way. Fangrass put out a good article yesterday basically just showing how many wins you would expect teams to gain or lose based purely upon their schedule the rest of the season. And the Cardinals ranked right up there with anybody. The Cardinals are actually in pretty good position considering they already have a lead, have a bunch more head-to-head matchups with Milwaukee to go, and have a very easy schedule beyond that. But really, I I think the playoff teams, the playoff races, aside from the two central divisions, are kind of solidifying themselves. The Phillies are inserting themselves into that mix as well but really i would expect the central teams in either league to probably get one bid whoever the division champion is and then it seems like these other teams that are in the wild card hunt are just a bit better than the central team so taking a look at the central teams to get one bid beyond that i think you're going to get teams like the Phillies the Padres the Braves as the three wild cards in the NL and then Blue Jays Mariners seem like pretty solid wild cards in the AL and we just talked about the Orioles maybe slipping in the third but yeah, i think i think those five teams that i mentioned seem to be in pretty good position to lock up playoff spots and there may just be one wild card spot and those two central divisions open for grabs
2: sean agree that the padres are likely going to get there but do you think the uh the market overreacted after the trade deadline the trade for soto bell and josh Hader, who uh, struggled again last night Hader has been on a, a pretty big uh downslope now for a month plus, do you think there was an overreaction to the Padres in terms of World Series odds? Because the way I look at it is, yes, they're obviously improved. Soto's amazing. That offense could get really good when Tatis comes back, but they have no chance to win their division. I mean, they jumped ahead of the Braves right away. The Braves probably won't win their division, but at least there's a path to it. Um, what do you make of the Padres? And, and right now, you could find them, you know, around twelve, thirteen to one. They were up to ten to one last week to win the World Series.
1: Yeah, but the way that the bracket plays out, the Padres and Braves are sort of locked into a potential or the the second place and a least winner, I should say, are sort of locked into a potential series with the Dodgers between the winner of the Padres and Braves. So taking that into consideration as well, you're gonna get the more difficult matchup, even if you make it to the divisional series. I would still have the Padres as the fourth best team in the National League. I have the Braves and the Dodgers pretty much neck and neck for one The Mets slightly behind them and then the Padres slightly behind those three teams. I think there's been a pretty significant teardrop down to teams like the Brewers or the Phillies. So definitely think the market overreacted, not just in terms of the futures, but also on an individual game-to-game basis. You're seeing these lines overinflated as well. Probably some value-taking shots against the Padres on the money line. They are a good team. But obviously, the Brewers knew what they were doing, trading Josh Hader. His metrics were trending the wrong direction. He has performed pretty shakily of late, and we saw that again last night. Maybe the Giants just own him. But hater definitely some concerning signs just that the Brewers were willing to trade him, but also how he's pitched on top of it. So the Padres, to me, their rotation, you put their top-end starters up against the top-end starters from the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers. I view the Padres more as a team, a rotation filled with number two, number three type pitchers, where I think all those other teams have true aces in their staff, so I think the starting pitching is just a touch behind. Obviously, a really good top end of their lineup, but some holes in the bottom end as well.
0: With Sean Zarillo, BetQL Daily. Let's talk about the uh, American League Central. You alluded to this two centrals. While the American League one has three teams still in the mix, one and a half games separates the Twins, the White Sox, the Guardians. Twins plus 145 at BetMGM, White Sox, plus 195, Guardians, plus 200 now. That number's come down. And there was an adjustment yesterday afternoon when the news came out that Tim Anderson is going to miss the the next four to six weeks. That guy uh, can't seem to put together – An entire season. Uh, Where do you stand? Uh, Frankly, I'm sick of talking about the easy White Sox schedule because they've been playing that easy schedule for a number of weeks and they can't make any hay here and they they just keep losing series openers. They've lost eight of their last 10 series openers.
1: Yeah, what a cursed season the White Sox have had, right? All the injuries that they've sustained. But then on top of that, I look at pitcher velocity pretty frequently. Dylan C's fine, but Kopac, Giolito, and Lynn all trending down in terms of velocity, in terms of stuff. Guys have been taking consistent shots against on a game-to-game basis. They are the one of those three teams with a negative run differential now. Obviously, you have to project these teams going forward, not based on the run differential they've put up to date, but would certainly be concerned about the White Sox and their starting pitchers because that is the blue that's going to hold the team together. I think the value is definitely on the Twins or the Guardians, depending on which projection you want to use. You could justify a bet on the Twins at plus 170 or the Guardians at plus 210 to win the division tied for it right now. Still have some games against each other remaining. I've been worried about the Guardians all year. For my Twins futures, and it certainly seems like the Twins are hitting a little bit of a skid right now, having to play a series at L.A. doesn't help either. But definitely would say Twins or Guardians, if you're looking to take a shot at a divisional future, plus 170 Twins, plus 210 Guardians. If you use Fangrass, if you use Dakota, depending on which one you prefer, you could justify value at either number.
0: Sean, pretty big MLB card today. Is there anything you've already bet or anything you have your eye on that you like?
1: Yeah, a couple games I really like. The Pirates tonight against the Diamondbacks don't really understand why this line is so wide. Mitch Keller has made some significant improvements of late, added a sinker to his arsenal has pitched much better. I think this line should be closer to plus 110, should be closer to a coin flip, and you can get pretty significant pricing on the Pirates, both for the first five innings in the full game. Bet both halves big on the money line. Also bet the first five spread, plus the half a run on Keller at around minus 110. So I love the Pirates tonight. I like the Mariners tonight, though that line has crashed down. And the other one on top of it that I also bet – I'm struggling to find my pick now, so this is uh, if you could bear with me for. Oh, it's the Miami. It happens Marlins, to Sandy me Alconor, all the time. Yeah, you know when you when you bet so many games and bet such high volume, <laughs> the days all sort of start <laughs> to blend together. But Sandy Alcantara getting a start tonight is something that should stand out, particularly when you're getting plus money on him for the first five innings. I think the lines have been crazy on Sandy for a while. I keep expecting to wake up on the days where he's starting. And to not go, hey, I find projected value on the Marlins today and Sandy Alcantara. So Sandy plus money, particularly for the first five innings, and definitely Mitch Keller in the Pirates. That I assume my favorite bet this week.
2: Yeah, and Sandy gets, goes to get, goes to get go against uh, Noah Syndergaard, who looks like a shell of himself and just kind of an average pitcher now at this point in his career. Sean, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on the Dodgers. Uh, they just win every night. I mean, they're they're the best team in baseball. But when you look forward, uh, you know, let's project you said you'd have the Astros slightly above the Yankees in a potential ALCS. What do you think with the Dodgers? Because the pitchers they have right now might not be the pitchers they have in the postseason. I don't know if I trust a team that's rolling out Tyler Anderson against the Mets or the Braves in an an NLCS. But if they get Kershaw back and Bueller back, then I am much more confident. Uh, What do you think about the Dodgers? They keep winning, yet some of those starters, I'm not sure they're – And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: No, you're right. Uh, but they do have Dustin back on the way as well, just through five scoreless innings in Triple I believe, the other day. So definitely have guys who should be back in time for the playoffs. Even the Braves, too, though, have Ozzy Albee is expected to be back in time for the playoffs, which is a huge addition to fill out their lineup. So all of these teams do have players who should be coming back at some point. The Mets just got to ground back in the fold. so. Definitely have to project these teams what they are come playoff time, not necessarily what they are right now when you're looking at futures. So you do have to factor in their chances to make the playoffs. But I think the really scary thing about the Dodgers bottom of the lineup is the way they built it. Having Bellinger in there, Joey Gallo and Max Muncie. really you just need one of those guys to be hitting by the time the playoffs comes around. You just need one of them to hit on any individual night. And not just for this season, but also projecting forward into next year. If you're going to tell me you're getting rid of the infield shift, and now you have all these pole-heavy lefties who are going to be extremely dangerous without a shift in play if they're able to keep Gallo, retain him at a cheap contract with Philip Bellinger, with Philip Monty. So I think the Dodgers, not just for this year, are dangerous, but the way that they set up their team going into next year without the thought of having the shift in play is going to be exceedingly dangerous because they definitely got some pole-happy power hitters who are going to take advantage of the lack of a shift.
0: Sean, we've been making the case this week on the show that there are a couple of awards that still hold some value in that 50-to-1 range. Uh, do, do you think there are any awards that uh, have some value right now as, we, as we're as uh, we inside the last couple months of the season?
1: So with the AL MVP, I wouldn't touch it at this point. I think Judge is expected to finish about a win ahead of Shohei Otani in terms of war. So I think Judge is a rightful favorite at this point. The American League Cy Young, the two guys I would look at behind Verlander or Kevin Galsman, I've been mentioning Galsman for a while, but he still projects mm-hmm. to lead the American League in wins above replacement, lead all pitchers in wins above replacement. He is sitting around 50-1. to 1. I don't think he's a bad long shot stab. And then Dylan Cease at plus 290 should rank up there with any of the war leaders at the end of the year. The National League Cy Young, Max Fried, Aaron Noah, those are the two guys i take a look at behind Sandy Alcantara expected to finish 2-3, 1-2 in terms of war, depending on which projection you use. And the National League MVP is clearly the most wide open of the races. And you look down the board, and almost all the potential candidates have another teammate who's expected to receive votes for the award. I've done research into this in the past. It's kind of inconclusive whether having other teammates in line for the award helps you or hurts you. It's certainly hard to imagine it helps you, but it's tough to determine whether it actually takes away from your candidacy the one guy amongst the 10 guys who are really up for the award who doesn't have a teammate who's stealing votes from him or expected to steal votes from him is Manny Machado. And is sitting around fifth or sixth on the odds board right now. Projected to finish around fifth or sixth in terms of wins of our replacement, but that field in the NL is very tight. So if I am looking at a guy hit the walk-off hormone last night, Manny Machado, I don't know where the Padres would be if they would be this close to getting a wild card spot locked up without what he's done this year. So Manny Machado, I think, may offer some value in the MVP market. But there are guys like Dan Swanson, who you can make an argument for, Francisco Lindor, who you can make an argument for, who are all at longer odds. So I think the NL is the most wide-open award right now, the NL MVP.
2: Great stuff, Sean. We always appreciate you hopping on. We'll be following along at the Action Network. Sean Zerillo on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the Comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Beck Great stuff there from Sean, his projections, teams he likes the rest of the season. On the other side, we'll dive into today's MLB card, including some afternoon games. That's next on the Beck Network.